Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for blessing us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Why? (laughs) Well, I want to first of all apologize for being late. Because we were in a meeting. They didn't tell me about the time. When I looked, I realized it was so late, so we are sorry. Right. Today, I just want to share something for people who are not married. Take out your offering and let me pray by it so that you give it again. And then you can go. And then it has mainly to do with the brothers who are not married. So that is. That is the main thing. So please, I know that doesn't apply to most of you. How many does it apply to? All right. How many does it not apply to? Huh? But how can it apply to you if you are already married? You can teach others. All right. Father, we thank you for your blessing tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Right. Choices. Okay. Number one. I'm going to share with you seven types of women you must not marry. (laughs) That's right. That's what I was explaining. I think you should take out your offering. Those of you who are married, lift up your hand and let's pray. All right. Now, there are many dangers for a young man who wants to live happily ever after. Isn't it? Now, when you are a young man, you are full of sexual feelings. Is it not true? So, the reason why this message is important 
okay, is because um, when you are a young man, or maybe a young lady too, interested in sex, you get it, your sexual needs, physiological needs, <laughs> it guides you, but you don't even know that it is guiding you. And what I'm explaining is the principal reason why many times people go and get themselves something painful for their lives. Yes. Because Proverbs 27 Verse 7 says that a satisfied man loathes honey. He doesn't like even honey. You see. But to a hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. Do you get it? To, I'm explaining why sometimes you, you don't understand who somebody has chosen to marry. Uh-huh. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like, what have you gone to get? What type of beast are you bringing? It is because of this verse. You see, those, yes. The Bible tells us that when a man is satisfied, a, a sated man, this one says, okay, or a new King James says, a satisfied soul, a full soul, loads, even he, he, when he sees the honey, it's like, what is this? He's not impressed. But a hungry man, to a hungry soul, <laughs> every, every bitter thing is sweet. Hey! So before you realize, so, the person has gone to get something bitter. So, because of hunger. Because of desire. Sometimes you ask yourself, this guy, what is wrong with him? What is he going to get? You are immunizing us. Yes. What is, he, what is he doing? It's going to spoil his life. And that's why sometimes you see people after they have married, you see them, they are now, they are now satisfied. <laughs> And now that they are satisfied, even the honey does not appeal to them. But when they were hungry, it not even, we don't even get to honey. Bitter chloroquine is what they want. 
Hey. And this is the reason which leads sometimes the most spiritual, God-loving people into something so bitter that the rest of their lives are colored by the bitter thing they were attracted to when they were hungry. And the hunger made them interpret the bitter as sweet and the bitter as eatable. Sometimes you advise people before they get married. They will even be angry with you. They will even hate you for what you are saying. Because you can see, brother, when you enter the house and you are satisfied, you ask yourself that me at all, me at all, what was in my mind? You see the person walking in front of you and you'll be annoyed. What have I done? What have I done? What have I done? What have I connected myself to? So, young, young brothers, you see, and sisters too. Yeah, your, your hunger for love, it, it affects you. And that is why the marriages which are arranged by parents are more lasting than this hunger parade. You see the people. You are going to get mad. Why are you getting mad? They say, oh, I feel those. I feel something. Whoosh. You see, I remember when I saw my beloved at first. Like I remember a particular day I was walking down a particular hill somewhere. And I, was, I thought about her. And I felt something. Hey. And I remember the place that I had that feeling. So I was asking the Lord, that feeling is such a different feeling that it means that this is the love that I'm supposed to follow. You see, but I was a little wiser than that. I decided that I would not follow that love. Yeah. Charlie. Men have seven types of women. Seven types. Know your women. I've written know your men. Now I'm going to. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So, number one. So, ask for advice for those who have seen certain things already. 
just ask. He said, Pastor, what do you see? What do you see? Okay. Number one, make sure you don't marry any woman until you see the evil in the woman. Now, I told you that you should give your offering and go because this is just young brothers. It's a young brothers message. Until you see evil in the woman, you are blind. You don't know what you are going to marry. Proverbs 27. Verse 12. A prudent man sees the evil ahead. He, no, it doesn't say he sees the evil ahead. It says a prudent man sees evil. He sees evil. You see, you are walking, you haven't seen anything bad. You have just seen thighs. himself. Every woman or man. I say, it's for, I told you, it's for, I have done know your men. It's now know your women. But you can, you can turn it around. And some of you, you may be married, but one day you may have to remarry. Not that, not that you divorce, but maybe your wife or your husband will die. Uh, so you can, you can take the notes. I mean, this is a measure that applies to Bishop Saki today. Because he's, he's about to register as a beloved with the registration. Hey! You, you are going to marry somebody. You haven't seen anything bad about the person before. It's an angel that you've seen.
behave. How they behave in the church. Who they quarrel with. How many people do you not talk to? Don't talk to this. Don't talk to this. Don't talk to this. Doesn't have this. Stay in the house with somebody. You don't talk to the person. You don't smile. You've made your face. You are moving. Whatever your mother says about you is true. With time, it will be proved right. One day, I was going to marry my beloved and my mother-in-law told me something. She said, oh, I, every time I tell her something to, uh, to whatever, she doesn't remember. And I told my mother-in-law, oh, no, no, no. It's not like that at all. She remembers everything. <laughs> huh? yeah. The Bible says to the hungry man, every bitter thing is sweet. But as the years went by, I saw that what my mother-in-law said was true. So one day my wife said, oh, I forgot. Then she said, my mother told you, don't, don't, I forgot. My mother told you. Hey! Sometimes you see mothers rebuking daughters as if they don't even like them. That's why the daughters, they like their fathers. The father doesn't quarrel with them about anything. The mother is always facing because their mothers are not impressed. They are, they, don't, they are not impressed. You can see. They see themselves. They face. Hey. So, you are going to marry. You haven't seen anything bad. Oh, he's very handsome. He's very charming. He really likes chatting with me. He's very funny. He's spiritual. He loves the Lord. Hey. He loves the Lord. <laughs> loving the Lord is different from loving you. Hey. I said loving the Lord is different from loving somebody like you. That, that's why we sang that song. Love somebody like you and somebody like me. Hey. Just to think that I was so bad that you knew all about my past. Aha, you knew. But that didn't make you any difference. You said you could fix all of that. I got so excited till my heart nearly skipped the beat. It feels so good to be understood. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it causes me to tremble. Sometimes it causes me to shed some tears. Sometimes it causes me to tremble when I think that some Somebody like you will love somebody like you. 
like a mask and sometimes it's incredible you see the person looking so before the girls come to church you see them every church toilet has a big mirror for the ladies we have just come as we are they have gone to look in the mirror have done so many things they look so nice masquerade they are masquerading Mascara, that's where it comes from. Mascara. Roll down their head, did a little something, make themselves look a little fresh. But when they get home, they don't make themselves a little fresh for you. They don't make themselves a little fresh. You have to have the old one, the smelly one. The beauty of the lady masks the reality that the person is ill-natured. Cantankerous means ill-natured and quarrelsome. There are very beautiful girls. They are very, very quarrelsome and very ill-natured. Ill-natured. Yeah. So you just see, she's very beautiful. She's very calm. She's very quiet. I mean, when people speak to me, they, all, they have a very humble voice when they speak. Yes, Bishop. Yes, Daddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When I hear, I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> Is this the real voice? Sometimes when I call, they don't know it's me. So, yes, what? I said, it's me. So, oh, Daddy. Daddy. Bishop. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry. I thought it was uh, so and so. Don't be deceived by the beauty. It masks the fact that some of them are very unwilling sexual partners. Irritated, unwilling. Sometimes the most beautiful girls are the most terrible sexual partners. Their beauty is just an act of something that they do for themselves, for self-satisfaction. So look now, I want to look good when they come. When they go home, one day I said, brother, asked 
the, the wife. I said, Pastor, so your duty, your main duty is to be a dead body. When, when we are having this, your main Christian duty is that your main duty is to be a dead body. Beauty masks their wickedness towards house helps, cousins. They will be wicked towards your, fa- your family members. When they see your family members, their attitude will change. And they will say, hey, your mother doesn't, this, your father this, your, your sister that, your cousin this, your distance, and your people, your people. Hey. But you see the beautiful thing? Praise the Lord. And when we praise and worship, these two hands like this. I worship you, Jehovah. I worship you, Jehovah. I worship you, Jehovah. I want to see the relatives. So you better see the evil. You don't just go and say, I've got a beloved, I'm going to marry. Charlie, there is something somewhere. One day I was telling a certain brother who had got a certain perfect beloved. I said, she's too perfect. There's something wrong somewhere. You cannot be too good. Especially people who always smile. Why are you always smiling? How can you always be smiling? How can you always be happy? One day, a certain brother saw a certain beautiful. And I didn't understand until one day I saw the picture of the girl. And I said, wow, what a beautiful girl. But it had it had masqueraded the fact the facts that were behind sometimes the beautiful spirituality you lay hands on them they fall down she's receptive to the tips of your fingers but it 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 masquerades the stubbornness beautiful face over stubborn stubborn i would say i've therefore i've given them over to their stubbornness some some 77 some 82. Hey! Beautiful ties. Hiding the stubbornness. Charm. Hides so many things. So brothers and sisters, especially the brothers, make sure, number one, you see some evil. Number two, make sure you don't marry an odious woman. Odious. Hey. If you describe someone as odious, you mean that they are extremely unpleasant. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 21. Prophesy that your house is going to be an earthquake. Under three things, the earth quakes. <laughs> Hey, that's I'm giving you seven types of things. A woman that you haven't seen anything evil in the person before, don't marry that person. Number two, an odious woman. Your house is going to be a perpetual earthquake on the Richter scale, seven point seven. Under three things, the earthquakes, and under four, it cannot bear up. 
Number one, under a slave, when he becomes a king, when a slave becomes a king, it's not easy for the country. <laughs> for the earth. The earth will be shaking. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 27. And a fool, when he is satisfied with food. And number 20, verse 23, under an unloved woman, you see, odious is used in the King James, but American says, an unloved woman when she gets a husband. Hey. And a maidservant when she takes over from her mistress. These are things that cause earthquakes. Now, if you marry an unloved woman, see, there are many ways you can look at it. Many people who are unloved know that they are unloved. Nobody likes them. Nobody hugs them. And they sense it. And they feel it. When, and sometimes when people are unpleasant and categorized, and somebody makes the mistake of marrying that person, huh, the Bible speaks of a quaking. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, but you see, sometimes the person is very beautiful, very nice, and in your hunger, as a young man, the bitter thing, you look at it. Honestly, me, I'll tell you personally. Sometimes when I know people eh, and then I see them, I can't correlate the two. Yeah. The, the, the niceness of the person and then the other side. Yeah. It's very wild. Because beauty, beauty, it, it, it's, it's just like, it's, it's like a shell. Yeah. It's like a shell. So, brothers, Charlie, I pray for you. So, that's why advice is very important. Number three, make sure that you don't marry a jealous woman. A jealous woman. Now, jealousy, I'm reading from the dictionary. It's when, when a woman is jealous, she often feels angry because she thinks that another person is trying to take her lover away from her. Jealousy is also feeling angry or unhappy because somebody you like is showing interest in somebody else. I, I read this Oxford Dictionary. When somebody you love, like I love Oko, but Oko is, show, Pastor Oko is showing interest in Pastor Aso, and I don't like it. You understand? Or let's say, my wife loves me, but I'm showing interest in Miranda, and she doesn't like that. Now, you're going to be a pastor, and you're marrying a jealous woman? And this is jealousy? This is the definition of jealousy? When a pastor's work is to show interest in people. Huh? The pastor's work is to show interest in other people. And you have married somebody who cannot stand that. You have married the wrong person. Now, Proverbs 27 it's a severe warning. Proverbs 27, verse 4. 
it says, wrath is fierce and anger is a flood. Proverbs 27. But who can stand before jealousy? Which husband can stand before jealousy? Which pastor can survive? Who can survive? Very few can survive. Yeah. Very few. Me humble advice just as a friend. Me humble advice as a friend. That's why I said these are for people that are not married. But if you are already connected to this jealous person, who can stand? Charlie, you need heavy duty reinforcements to be able to stand. Or a man who is not happy about his wife's friendships with other people, sometimes in the church. Every time. Who are you calling? Let me check your phone. Who are you uh, 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 speaking to? You have sent a message. I love you. Ah, How can you say I love you? (laughs) You have received a, a, a letter, a text. Who are these? I miss you. Who is missing you at this stage? But you see, what I'm saying doesn't sound much for an uninformed and an unexperienced person. It will interest you to know that Jesus Christ was crucified because of jealousy. The force that brought his end was jealousy. Nothing less than jealousy. In Mark chapter 15, he says that for Pilate knew that for envy, they had delivered him up. So, it's like, an angry woman is better than a jealous woman. It's better to get a gun woman who is always angry than a jealous woman. Hey. Uh, One day a certain brother was standing at the bus stop waiting for a bus, waiting for a car. Suddenly, his wife came to the bus stop. When, he got to the, when she got to the bus stop, there were some other people standing there. She went to sort them out. And he was watching her. Why? Why? She said that he was interested in the girls at the bus stop. Who can stand? Who can stand? You cannot stand. Showing an interest. One guy was in the house with his wife. And a certain car was passing. Then the car passed. Then he was there. Now he said that. That was a signal, wasn't it? He said, what signal? The car that was flashing the light, was it not a signal? Was it not a message? Who can stop? One day, a certain pastor was in the house with his wife. 
and suddenly the wife said, hey, you now are in love with a married woman, isn't it? You are. You are. You are confess it. You are in love with the worship leader. Who can stand? Tell the truth. All the things I'm saying, they sound like jokes. But there is not even half percent of joke in what I'm saying. The day that you see it, you will tell me that, Bishop, I was there. You gave seven points. And I saw it. But she was so beautiful. When I saw her breast jumping behind the dress, could see like something like jelly jelly jellyfish with ripples and I could feel I said oh all the things that bishop are saying are not true because of the hunger the bitterness now that is why you need long relationships yeah yeah you have to be in a longer all these things I'm saying you cannot see it Unless you are in a long relationship. When you are in a relationship for some years. Do you get it? That's where you will see. You will see an unloved woman. You will see jealousy. You see an odious woman. You will see the evil that is there. But when you come, you come and say, Shibash. Shibash. Brown and black. Shibash. Brown and black. Shibash. Stand up. I see brown and black. Stand. Stand up. Brown and black. I've seen somebody brown and black after church. I believe this is the one. This is the one brown and black. But within this nice lady pastor that I have standing here, there are some blades, there are some little uh, uh, what do you call it? What do you call that little knife? Daggers. There are things. She's nice. She's beautiful. She's in brown and black. She's, she's got revelation. But I tell you, some, there's some blade somewhere. But you, you got to be around for some time. Ladies and gentlemen, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you understanding what I'm talking about? But when you are full of hunger, you may just go. But you see, you must know, you must know. I said, yes, I know. Like, like the song said, you saw, you knew all about me, and you loved me. Just the way inspired. But you just can say, oh, I love you. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. You are a fool. Sit down. Okay, okay. How many do you have? Number four. Hey. Hmm. One day, huh. a pastor has married a jealous woman. One day he came, he said, you know, Bishop, I want to say something. If I'm able to stay, if I am able to stay. 
if I'm able to stay to the end with this person. It is the same as winning any number of souls in the world. It is the same. If I'm only able to stay, I have done the work of God. This is a man of God speaking. He said that if I am able to stay to the end that I didn't leave her, she didn't leave me. I have done the work of God. It is the same as any number of the soul. You bishop can be mentioned if I'm able to stay with this jealous woman. This is the work of an evangelist. One day, a certain pastor was driving his car. When he reached a certain junction, he wanted to see whether a car was coming to the left or to the right. <laughs> you see, because we are taught, look left, look right, and then look left again. So when he turned his head, she shouted in the car, hey, what are you looking at? You are looking at your girlfriend's your girlfriend's house your girlfriend's school even the school that she went to so he developed a new format of driving you cannot look to the left you cannot look to the right and you cannot look to the left again straight who can stand that is why the pastor came and said look if I am able to stay, I, am, I have won every soul just that I am able to stay. That one is more than any souls that you have, you have been won. And follow up and everything. Hey! Hmm. Number four. Make sure you don't marry a woman who does not show her love. Hey, she does not show her love. Proverbs 27. Hmm. Verse 5. Better is open rebuke than love that is concealed. Love that is concealed. You are going to marry somebody who is going to conceal the love. Hey. It's better to marry somebody who will be rebuking you throughout than to marry someone who does not express her love for you. Oh. You don't feel it. You don't know it. The person is there. Oh. Doesn't speak. Doesn't talk. Doesn't commit love. Doesn't cook. Doesn't say anything. Won't you speak? Express yourself. You can do it anywhere. 
right. And even do it. Yeah. But now, the Bible says that it is better to be rebuked always. Just marry somebody who will be insulting you and rebuking you. Rebuking you and insulting you than to stay with somebody who has the love is hidden. You can't feel it. And you've married a person who's blank, blank, blank check, no expression, no. You can't laugh. You don't speak. Ish. And it goes the other way for man and woman. Imagine somebody doesn't speak. If you do your hair, they can't say. If you dress, they cannot say. And either way, it's like you are just deaf and dumb. If I say it would have been better, not that it would have, it is better to get somebody rebuking you generally. Say, hey, hey, no, lizard, go away, this. Uh, than to be with somebody, the person is just there. So, you see, if you are in a relationship for some time, you will see all those things. Yeah. So every time you see a person cannot cook, he cannot make any effort. Because the person is not going to make any effort when you marry. So, uh, even bath, you see a person is fat, smelly, has sweated, we win everything. Combination of mucus, hairs, and other forms of parasites, blood, and all. The person will be there. All the things I'm saying are not jokes. No effort. No effort. This is what Dr. Ogo and I call post-donation neglect. Yes. Post-donation. After you have donated your sperm, then you just behave anyhow. somebody who will not just be there and then it's like the love is concealed inside the treasure box shut up the person is there are you happy? yes are you happy to be married to me? yes I told you I was happy to be married to you I told you that I'm happy to be married to you do you like the food? yes do you want to go out? I don't mind do you want to stay at home? I don't mind what do you want to do? Nothing. Do you want to watch a film? I'm okay. When you put on a film. Oh. So what is the use of this person that I've come to marry? I told you a certain brother, he was having sex with a wife. And he asked the wife, and he reached a point, he has done all that he can do to self-motivate himself. And he asked the, he asked the lady that, ah, so you are told, you, your duty in this thing is to be a dead body or what? What is your function here? Your main function is to just be a, he has tried every maneuver, self-motivation, self-inspiration, self-expression. Uh, and he reached he reach a point of no, no a, a, a total failure. He just asked, he said, so you are tall. You are tall. Your duty, what is your duty here? Your duty here is to be a dead body. In this, in this matter. Hey! 
will be better to find somebody to be rebuking you all the time. Oh, hear this. Oh, hear that. Uh-huh. So I feel some feeling in the house now. I feel some anger. I feel something. So I just quiet. Yeah, it applies to the man too. I mean, that one drives the women more crazy. So the man is there quiet. As if you are a monument in London. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell. Or one of these statues you are standing there. God in Gadisburg. Kotoka, you are standing there at the airport like that. Look, my, my wife was telling me, my wife was telling me, she said when she was growing up, they were taught, when anybody comes, you, when like daddy comes or, or whoever, you come, you have to run to the person and hug the person. You don't just stand and say, oh, you've come here. Are you happy to see me? You see, some of you are just waiting to show your, your love at a funeral. When a person dies, they say, <laughs> uh, When the person was around, he couldn't even, here, here couldn't move, this place. Couldn't move. I said, this place couldn't move. Visitors come, then yourself comes. Oh, hello! But it's not real. Chale, me have a seven secret to. Now, number five. Make sure you don't marry a contentious woman. Because Proverbs 27, verse 15, it says, what does it say? Constant dripping on a day of steady rain and a contentious woman are like, yeah, that, that one is what we all know. It's the second part that we don't know. He who would restrain her restrains the wind. And he grasps oil with his right hand. When you are, when you, you see now, a contentious woman, the word contentious means somebody who is likely to cause disagreements and someone likely to argue. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't define it. I got the definition from the dictionary of the meaning of the word contentious. It's somebody who's likely to disagree and somebody who's likely to argue. 
Yeah, so you may marry somebody and the person is always arguing with you. And number two, the person always disagrees when you say, let's go here. Say, no, I want to go here. And then you start to say, ah, does it mean because we are, we are, we are married that I don't have to think again? Does it mean because we are in a relationship, a relationship I have to be deaf and dumb? Does it mean I shouldn't speak again? Those are the common statements that come forth. Disagree and argue. You see some marriages argue. They become like the top enemies of this life. One day a certain man a certain man he said something. He said this thing that I have decided to do, my wife has agreed. And he said, the fact that my wife has agreed, it means that God is in it because she doesn't agree with anything that I'm doing. Ah, and you may think that it's just, just funny that you will see that many marriages, they don't agree at all about almost anything that they do. Charlie, don't be deceived by the title. Or the jellyfish breast. Hey. Hey. Or the bontos. Hey. 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 I told you I'm preaching to brothers. May brothers can understand what I'm talking about. Sisters, forgive me for anything that I'm saying that is not a palatable to you, but I'm, I'm telling you, contentious. No, so one of the things I thank God for my wife is that she agreed, she followed me. And all that. Of course, at times she disagrees and all that, but generally she agrees. And generally she flows. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here by now. Otherwise, by now, you know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Generally she agrees. Of course, she's a normal person. Two different people, you not agree on everything. But generally you must agree. And generally you must flow. Everybody has what we call a John Mark issue. John Mark is. The person who divides very close people. Paul was very close to Barnabas. But over John Mark, they were separated. In every relationship, there is a John Mark case. And that case can separate very close people. And you have to be very careful when you see a John Mark. So that this thing is a John Mark type of issue. It has the power to separate close people. Hey. Are you listening to me? Yeah. And even in marriage, there are some John Marks. They can separate marriage. That is very close. So watch out. John Mark issues. It may not be a person. It may be an issue. Hey. Now there are some people, they are contentious. And if you have married one, your whole life, your life will be trying to catch the wind. Like this. I'm catching the wind. Let's catch. Everybody catch some wind. Have you caught some wind? Catch it. Uh-huh. You can't. Or the Bible says, somebody who is trying to catch oil in his right hand. All through your life, you will struggle, struggle. And it never, and that is why as pastors, we learn, sometimes when we are doing marriage counseling at a certain level, we just listen to what they are saying, but we don't even say anything. Because we know that the man is trying to catch the wind. 
is trying to, she's trying to let the person understand. She will never understand. One day I told a certain brother who was trying to do I said, brother, it will never change. You, you got the wrong one. You married a contentious woman. She always disagrees with you and she always argues. So never see. So I told the brother, I said, accept it. Learn how to be happy with it. That's the only, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have any hope. There will be never a change. You are doomed till you die to live with a disagreeing, arguing person. You are doomed to your death. Until death do you part. You will only be sad. So instead of wasting your time trying to catch a win, learn how to adapt to stay. Yeah. One day I was watching some lions and they were chasing some buffaloes. For about six, if they were chasing other animals, about six days, they couldn't get anyone to catch. Yeah, six days. And they were very hungry. Every day they go hunt. You see the animals as if they are very weak, but they cannot catch them. You see, sometimes when you are faced with an impossible enemy, you have to develop strategies. So those, you see the lion, they eat only the buffaloes. Can you imagine you are here and I'm here? You are my food. All that I think of you is you are my food. Do you understand? But the buffaloes, they have developed. And the lions were rather decreasing. The people who made the film were saying that the lions are decreasing. And they are getting fewer. It takes a team of the lions to catch one. And they try. When the buffaloes are sleeping in the night, they join together and they form a circle like that. Yeah, they form a circle. As if intelligent, they just form a circle and they stand there and they sleep with their horns. And if they catch one, the other buffaloes will chase the lion. You see a lion running away from a, a cow. <laughs> hey. So what I'm trying to say is that maybe you have married a contentious one or you, you are in an island with a lion. Charlie, develop a strategy. The lion can never eat you. But you must know that you are doomed. You are doomed. It will never change. It will never change. You are doomed. You must learn how to work when you are doomed. Mercy. Number six. Make sure you don't marry a foolish woman. Why? Because Proverbs 27 verse 22. It said, though you pound a fool, you pound a fool in a mortar. With a pestle. <laughs> Don't you pound a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grains, yet his foolishness or her foolishness will not depart from him. Hey! <laughs> yeah! You see, you've gone to marry a foolish person. Now, what is a foolish woman? A foolish woman is someone whose ability to think is limited. The dictionary tells us that a foolish person does not show a good sense of judgment. Sometimes you see the foolish person, the person cannot understand when you speak. He says, submit. He says, why should I submit? I'm not a human being. See, it takes higher thought to understand the importance of submission. When you are foolish, you can't relate with some of these things. When they say, have sex, when they say, do this, when they say, it's like, why? Let him also do this. The men should also do this. As for the everyday this, the pastor is a man. That is why he's 
about it. So your thinking is up to a point. Uh-huh. When we say limited, it means that when it gets to a place, it stops. Uh-huh. You think that then reach a certain barrier, it can't go again. Uh-huh. And the Bible says that when you are married to a fool, hmm, though you pound him or her, quarrels, pointing out, explaining, pastoral counseling, beating, threatens of divorce, everything, it does not change the person, although you pound a fool with a mortar and with a pestle in a mortar, it does not change the foolishness. So don't waste your time. A lot of marriage cases are doomed. You just have to learn how to stay with a fool. Adapt like a porcupine. Adapt like an eagle. Find a strategy for surviving. Have you ever wondered when an older person is, maybe the wife is dead, he's going to remarry. He doesn't go for these young, young girls. Bishop Saki didn't come. A lot of little, little girls here. You realize that your thinking is up to a place. And then it's finished. You need to suffer a bit in this life. Understand some things. Yeah. That's why you, you see that the person, at first I used to think that, oh, the person is going to marry, you just go and get the most juiciest looking 18 year old person whose uh, ties are very rubbery and uh, uh, bottles are very like silicone and their uh, breasts are just like uh, this uh, jellyfish and so on. No, 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 no. You see that the person, it, it, because you, you have realized as you go through life that Though you beat a, a fool in a mortar, you pound with a pestle eh, along with the grain, the police state does not go out of the person. So it is very dangerous to marry a fool. And Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. So the younger you are, the more foolishness there is in you. And the older you go, the less foolishness is in you. And that's why when you are a bit experienced, you get a little older. You realize that the older you are, you are more calm, mellow, cooler, mature. You speak carefully. Don't take things for granted. We are all getting older now. That Reverend Eastwood has experienced, I mean, his house is here. They have buried them here. When you wake up, these are the people, your children. Instead of being in their rooms, they are in the, much in the, in the grave. It comes all of us. All of us are afraid. We are all terrified as to who is next and what is next. What is the next thing that we are going to hear? It calms you down. You don't speak. Yourself. Principles of life, number one, this. If you want to have a long life, seven steps to a long life. Foolish people don't live long, but God is showing you how to live long. Number one, this, number two, this, number two. Say, look, take it with time, please. Take it with time. A little experience will show you that there are more factors than those your seven steps that you are teaching. Hey! Are you listening to me? So make sure you don't marry a foolish woman. And the last of all, the last point. Make sure you don't marry someone who will not live with you. Who will not live with you? Who will not follow you? Who will not come to you? Why do I say that? Because the Bible says in Proverbs 27 verse 10. Do not go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor 
who is near than a brother who is far away. What is the use of bread you cannot eat? Car you cannot drive. Money you cannot use. Wife who is far away. A woman you cannot touch. The Bible says even your neighbor who you have no ties with, no genetic or blood relation is better. That neighbor is of more use to you than this legally whatever person who is somewhere else. Yeah. What is the use of your mind when you are, you are in Brekusu or you are in Brekum or you are wherever and your wife is? What is the use of that? Somebody who is arrived is of more use than that legal that you have signed agreement with. The person is holding your ring and everything has used you as a signatory to sign, sign things and the person is now somewhere. What is the use of, what is the use of the marriage? A neighbor. A neighbor who is not related to you from another country. Me, my neighbors, they are not from Ghana. The neighbors of my, my neighbor, they are, not, they are not even Ghanaians. Yeah, they are Nigerians. But the Bible says that those Nigerians next door are of more importance to me than my brothers or sisters who are in another country. Yeah. So this is your legally married wife who is in America. Whilst you are here. What is the use of her? What is the use? Yeah, God has sent you to a mission for such a yeah. Oh yeah, where? Come on, let's go. We are going. I oh, don't get it. Yeah. So marry somebody. See, my wife followed me. Yeah. She was going to England, she was doing I said, please, we are here. And she came. Uh-huh. It's of use to me. Something I can hold and then experience. Yeah. One brother said, You know, my wife is not around. So I take the picture and I've been kissing the picture. <laughs> been kissing pictures. It's when you are beloved that you kiss pictures. But when you are married, that you kiss the real thing. Stand to your feet and let us pray. All right. I want to apologize for all those who are already married and brothers and sisters and all that. So there's a message for them. You can't change your mind. And all. But there were one or two tips that can help you if you can already. Yeah. Lift your hand and pray for the mercies and the grace of God. Father, we thank you for your mercies and your grace we give you thanks we give you praise we give you thanks we give you praise oh yes yes we give you thanks we give you praise. We give you praise. Lord, we thank you for your word today. We pray for your mercies.
your great help for our lives. Oh, have mercy on us, Lord. Give us the spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of justice, spirit of discretion, spirit of the fear of the Lord, spirit of love. We pray for the spirit of humility. Cause us to be humble, full of love, truth, holiness. We pray for your grace to help us in our challenges, our difficulties, our problems. Father, we have so many problems in life. Help us to survive. Help us to do well. We pray. Lift your hand. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us the spirit of discretion, spirit of God, spirit of the fear of God, spirit of wisdom, spirit of knowledge. Let us, have, let us know what we don't know. No things are, are hidden to us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we worship you as we pray for the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit of revelation, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit that brings dreams, visions. Machile, Matsang, Simpala, Mintetilana, Suntitado, Tentelama, Samintolum Sitatindo Colambo, Tilon Sinkitalon, Kusinko Tatambada Shida Sele. In Jesus' name, we praise you, Lord. Let your hand and thank God that He has heard your prayer. Father, thank you for filling us, guiding us, blessing us with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit from heaven. Our great helper, our lover, we worship you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Um, just a moment before you sit down. Close your eyes. If you are here, not born again, I want to give your life to Jesus. Raise your right hand. I pray with you, Pastor. I want to give my life to God. Just lift your right hand. I want to pray with you as we close. God bless you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you've lifted your hand, lift it high above your head so I can see. Father, thank you for your great blessing tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.